0: When was your last, I've got to get the hell out of here moment? It was years ago when I was in fourth grade. My parents used to get into fights all the time, especially when my dad was drinking. They'd start yelling and that would turn into actual fistfights. At this time, we were living in a small trailer and the room I shared with all three of my siblings was the one at the end of the trailer, near the back door. So my dad comes home drunk, mom is angry and starts yelling and it escalates from there. Being on a small trailer, everything sounds so close and terrifying, and as the oldest of the four, I felt the need to protect my siblings, but I didn't know what to do. After a while, my mum starts screaming my name at the top of her lungs, and I can still hear my dad screaming too, and I knew that I needed to get myself and my siblings out of there ASAP. I ushered them out of the room, down the hallway, and out the back door, and told them to head to our aunt's place, who lived a few trailers down. My mum was still screaming for me, and all I knew to do was yell, I got them out, mum! We're leaving! Before also going out the back to my aunt's. I don't recall ever being that scared. Cops came, and they both went to jail and were both out in a couple of days, and acted like nothing had ever happened. A few years ago, I brought the incident up to my mum. I told her that I thought she was screaming at me to get the siblings out of the house, and that's why I had. She told me she was screaming my name because she was scared and wanted help, and didn't know who else to call for. I felt so bad because I didn't help her, but there's really not much I could have done. I worked in a factory that made large plastic items via filling molds with powder and sending into a giant industrial oven that turned to 550 degrees Fahrenheit. At the end of the week, I was cleaning said oven and my boss, not knowing I was inside, turned it on. At the sound of hydraulic doors closing, I dove out of the oven as they closed and avoided free cremation. I both got the hell out of that oven and that company pretty quick. In the fall, I was walking down the trail in the woods during the middle of the day. A raccoon was sitting in the middle of the trail facing us, sitting on its butt, head kind of lowered, bugs buzzing all around it. It didn't move at all. It just stared at us. We decided to turn around. I don't know what rabies looks like, but that's not how I want to find out. On the New York City subway, I watched a grown man pull his pants down and use the support rod in the middle of the train as leverage to take a wicked steamy dump while making aggressive eye contact with me and a few other passengers. Hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go, man. I gave my ex a ride to his court hearing for hitting my daughter. I pointed out to him that inside there was a sign that said no cell phones, and that I would run our phones out to the car and be right back. I felt like my heart was going to break my sternum and I had tunnel vision as I had called my sister and told her I needed her and her husband to come with their pickup truck to my house right now because I had a small window to get as much of my daughter's and my possessions out of my house before he was released from court. Just as we were wrapping up, I saw him running down the street like Usain Bolt right for me. I yelled for them to drop what they had and get in the truck and go. Just as I close my car door, he runs and tries to smash it open. I fumble with my keys to get the engine started. He then stands in front of my car, blocking my path. I dismissed my burning desire to run him over and threw it in reverse and smashed the gas pedal down the block to the next street. I'd like to say things got better after that, but that was just the beginning of the worst year of my life. Now I'm past all of that and living a better life. I was at a marketing recruitment presentation in college and this guy started talking about how we would be able to go to Disneyland and buy Ferraris if we just signed up for his exclusive elite program. We just had to make a small down payment right there in the auditorium and we shouldn't talk about it with friends or family because haters online had damaged the company's reputation. It was Amway and the guy was Charlie Durso was in New Orleans interviewing for a job that required driving a company vehicle 10 hours a day that had valuable specialty equipment. Interview is going great and we get to the part about pay. Guy goes, we can offer you $10 an hour. A big smile came over my face and I leaned over to shake his hand. He thought I was agreeing. I was telling him, bye. Popeyes pays around $15 an hour here. My mum was content living with bedbugs, a creepy 50 year old man who might pay our bills, as well as his kids and our cousins, all in a crappy mobile home that she hadn't been making payments on. It was in such bad shape, it wasn't even worth repossessing. I could never have any time to myself. I was always surrounded by bratty kids while constantly scratching at the bite marks the bugs had left. I'd go to bed at night wearing sweats with socks on hot nights just to try and keep the damn bugs off me. It didn't work. When I was around 14, I went to go live with my grandma. Of course, that made me a backstabber in the eyes of my mom, but she's not relevant in my life anymore. I pulled into a gas station to fill up my car at 4am on the way to work. The station was well lit and actually pretty busy, so I didn't feel unsafe. I pulled up next to a pump, got out, and just when I put the nozzle in, I heard someone trying to get my attention. He asked if I could call his girlfriend to come pick him up. I called one number, voicemail box full. He gave me a second number, mailbox also full. Then he asked if I had jumper cables and if I could give him a jump. I agreed, thinking the van he was nearby was his vehicle. Then, after I agree, he tells me the story of how he got there. According to him, his car had broken down at another gas station up the street. He said it was closed, so he couldn't get any help. So he borrowed a bike from someone and rode it down to this gas station. Then he went into the gas station to leave the bike there. As soon as he started walking away, my brain started racing and pointing out all the things that didn't add up about the story. First, all I could imagine in those voicemail boxes were a bunch of people going, your boyfriend is stuck at a gas station. Then I thought about how in the hell he would legitimately borrow a bike from someone at a closed gas station in the middle of night, in the middle of winter. At that point, I decided it was time to get the F out of there. Thankfully, I hadn't pumped any gas yet, so I quickly put it back on the pump, got in my car, and tore out of there. I actually felt a little bad because what if he actually needed help? But then I reminded myself about him, borrowing a bike in that situation, how he was trying to get me to a dark, secluded secondary location. This dude was absolutely trying to rob and murder me. I was visiting London and just got out of a sports bar by myself at 3am, drunk as crap. I decide to walk from the bar, near Leicester Square, to my hotel, near King's Cross, despite not knowing exactly where I am or how to get to the hotel. I start walking in a direction and within a minute I'm walking down a rather wide shopping street when I see two bald guys coming the other way, both pretty much built brick crap houses and looking like they want to start crap. They hadn't spotted me yet, but one guy suddenly walks to the side of the street and just flat out punches the steel grate in the front of a shop entrance as hard as he can. I pretty much did a straight 180, double-timed it back to the bar and asked the nice bouncers to get me a cab. Cab drops me off right in front of the hotel and I go to bed without getting the crap kicked out of me first. Although it's entirely reasonable that those large, shaven-headed gentlemen were simply steel-grey integrity enthusiasts, I don't blame you for noping the heck on out of there. I go to school in Poughkeepsie. One time, my friends and I were walking along some train tracks by the river on a foggy night. Not smart. We could barely see five feet ahead, but we weren't afraid because it was a popular hangout spot. All of a sudden, we hear a loud barking, and a flipping crackhead lunges out of the fog at us, barking like a dog. The fog around him cleared up and we could see more druggies lying under some leaves by the side of the tracks, watching us and laughing. Never ran so fast or came so close to crapping my pants in my life. When my now ex-husband called me to tell me the reason he was late for dinner was because he was arrested for pleasuring himself in public. I got out. I'm too old for that crap. My husband came home from a business trip early yesterday and failed to mention it to me. I heard someone jiggling the doorknob and sprinted out the back door, not getting murdered in my own house. This was like five years ago. I was 24 years old, got way too drunk at my local bar, and ended up going back to this guy's apartment. It was decorated by someone's grandmother for sure. There were candelabras everywhere. He lit all of them, then he sat me on the couch and proceeded to go through all of these old family photo albums, specifically looking at pictures of his siblings and cousins as children. No joke, he was getting so hard that I could see the album start moving up and down. Then he asked me if I had any pictures of when I was a child or my siblings when they were children. Never sobered up so fast and booked it right the F out of there. Because I get replies about drunk driving, this was NYC. I walked 16 blocks through East Harlem and never felt so safe in my life. Oh boy, I have another one. My ex-best friend convinced me to go to a concert with her. I told her I couldn't because I had a long drive the next morning and I didn't want to waste gas or go to bed too late, and she said it was fine. She would drive and would get me home right after the concert. Went to the concert, it was fine. I was ready to go home, but she told me she really wanted to go to an after-party with the band because her crush would be there. I agreed because she really wanted to get with this guy and the chances of it happening seemed high and I wanted her to be happy. Turns out the after party was at a decent hotel. Underage kids were straight up walking in with handles of alcohol and it was really obvious what was going on. The receptionist was eyeing everyone but nobody gave a frick. My friend and I got to the room. We were the only girls there. Around 40 drunk college guys and two girls both under 110 pounds. I'd never experienced being looked at like a juicy steak until that moment. I told her we had to go, but she was hellbent on staying with her crush. I couldn't convince her, so I called my mum. the most awkward phone conversation of my life, and had her pick me up. Turns out the receptionist called the cops soon after I left, and the party got broken up. I think some people got charged. Last week, I was visiting Los Angeles with my 22-year-old daughter. I had to fill the tank of the rental car. I googled the cheapest gas and waited in line. There was a scummy homeless man yelling, clearly mentally ill. When we got to the pump, the pump was broken. You know, when you fill 10 cents of gas and it stops. It took me a full minute to get $1 of gas when the homeless man came up to us. He was yelling, now this is a nice car. I grabbed the pump from my daughter and said, hit the road. And we drove off. Funny thing is, my daughter wasn't scared because she was listening to what the man was yelling about. Apparently, the homeless man was being harassed by another driver. The other driver told him not to touch his car. The car was a piece of crap, and the homeless man was making fun of him like, Oh, don't touch his car. Your car is a piece of crap. That's when he came to our car. Now this is a nice car. I won't touch this one. But yours is a piece of crap, you butthole. So it ended up being pretty funny. I panicked for nothing. You may have already worked this out, but the narrator had to tone down this individual's language quite a bit so that this video wouldn't get demonetized. I told this once before, but when I was about eight years old, I was in the car with my parents. They were arguing, which they did a lot, but being trapped in that metal box with them, both of them screaming back and forth, became too much. We stopped at a red light and I unbuckled my seatbelt and got out of the car and started running. My mom, who was in the passenger's seat, ran out after me, and after he pulled over the car, my dad did as well. They caught up to me and their attitudes completely changed. They promised they wouldn't fight again. a promise they broke time and time again until their divorce, but they never did it again in the car. I was at a baseball card convention when news of the incel van attack in Toronto broke. It was a slow afternoon, so a group of us dealers gathered around the lobby TVs to watch, and the other guys started defending him. If he had been an Islamo-terrorist, the frickin' media would have kept that crap under wraps. And, What do you think's gonna happen when women only go for jerks? Then the egghead in our group argued that those with less access to women suffer just as much as those with low incomes, and that we should re-educate women to find those men with low sexual market value attractive. I did not want to find out what he meant by re-educate, so I packed up my cards and left. Yes, the women are the problem, not the murderer. Thank God these guys aren't reproducing. Happened a few hours ago. Was in the park with my younger brother just playing football, having a nice time. Suddenly, I see a man looking over in our direction. However, I can't be too sure because I don't have my glasses and I don't want to scare myself for no reason. He's carrying an orange bag, so it's easy to see him. I ignore him and brother and I start walking around randomly. Not following the path, backtracking, just not walking logically, if that makes sense. Kicking the ball to each other. The last time I went to this park on the first, a man of the same build and ethnicity followed me, so I felt myself getting paranoid. This man kept his distance, but for instance, we went into the basketball area, and he would come to the entrance and lean against the grate, just watching us. He could go behind the trees, it wasn't clear he knew his way around the park, and follow us, which I wouldn't notice if it wasn't for his bag. I wanted to confront him, but I was with my younger brother and didn't want to cause trouble. I wasn't really scared, but more angry and frustrated. The man suddenly starts getting braver and walking faster towards us, so we decide to quickly run home even though we were only out for 15 minutes. I was at home working on a gate outside. I heard my neighbor shoot off some rounds, so I went to a spot I'd be able to overlook the pond and see if they were getting any of the geese. Then three shots came through the bushes right towards my house, roughly 100 feet or so away from me, not towards the pond. So I was like, okay, they're being an idiot. Time to GTFO. I go back to working on the gate about 300 to 400 feet from where I was when I was being stupid and nosy, even though they should not have been firing towards a house. Then a fricking bullet cracked as it went less than five feet past my head. Yep, that's when I said, frick this, hid behind a huge-ass tree and called the cops and waited 45 minutes for them to show up. The guy that I met. College-educated, handsome, retro digs in Long Beach, California. Articulate, funny, packed a picnic for our blind date, complete with cloth napkins. Went back to his place and the kitchen was a hoarder's dream. At least six full sets of dishes, dirty, sitting in neatly stacked piles everywhere. Pots and pans, the same thing. Hundreds of dollars worth of iron cookware, stacked on the floor, rusting. Instead of washing dishes, he would buy more. Noped the F out. I told you! I was planning on selling them in bulk. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I have leukemia. I completed five months of chemo in October, but my white count has been low since then, so I am high risk of infection. My wife just gave birth a few weeks ago, but had severe preeclampsia and had to be put on blood pressure meds. I went to pick up dinner and on my way home, I figured I'd also grab her meds at the pharmacy real quick. Except a ton of people had the same thought, and I found myself like 20 people back in line. I was set to wait. Wife definitely needed her meds, until I hear coughing. I look up, and a two-year-old kid is hacking everywhere. That is no bueno for me. Yep, I had to nope the hell out of that line and send my mother-in-law to the pharmacy for wife's meds. In conclusion, I'm a 35-year-old, tattooed, bearded man, afraid of small children. I was at work and thought I needed to fart. Turns out it was diarrhea and made up an excuse to leave for the rest of the day. I have also accidentally crapped my pants at work. i had had some weird coughing fit and diarrhea. I didn't make up an excuse. I told my manager I just crapped my pants and I'm going effing home. He just said, feel better. When I first moved to where I'm living now, It's across the river from a college town slash city with a main street that is littered with restaurants and bars. So one night, a couple of friends and I went out and decided to bar hop. Nothing crazy, just wanted to check out the different places. Walked into one hole-in-the-wall joint with only a handful of people in there. Everybody's head turned and looked at us like we were from another planet. Weird vibe immediately. Asking how we're doing and what he can get us. We order our round of drinks. Bartender very slowly says, Is that all? Again, weird vibe, but whatever. Random guy, later found out to be the owner, comes and sits next to us and starts chatting us up. Where we're from, what we're doing in the area, if we're cool. Lots of weird conversation starters. At this point, we want out, but our drinks haven't come back yet. So we get our drinks and try to keep to ourselves. Guy keeps asking if he can get us anything, anything at all, off the menu. It's at this point that I realize that the two women at the other end are doing coke off the bar. There's also now two large men standing against the wall right behind us, just grilling us. Not wanting to make a scene, we all shared a... Talked amongst ourselves for a minute, finished our drinks as fast as possible, paid and left... The owner was trying to talk to us the entire time we were paying and making our way to the door, trying to keep us there as the two large men slowly close in. We got the frick out and said nothing until we hit the other side of the street. Grabbing some Waffle House in a not-so-good part of town around 2am after work, dude whipped out a gun and was screaming at the chick he was with. Definitely my most gotta-get-the-f-out-of-here moment. A few years later, got a job as a 911 call taker. Same Waffle House got shot up. So there is that. When I realized the shelter I work for is pocketing donated money, keeping and using donations for themselves first, taking their food, taking housing products, all for their own personal use. These people have well-paying jobs with plenty of overtime, benefits like health life and dental. So yeah, screw that place and screw those people. Sucks for the ones that do have to stay there. I'm black. I live near Alabama. A friend was having a party, but she was using a different friend's house as the venue. The house was deep in the woods, and this man at the gas station was being friendly and joking with us. Everything seemed fine until he said something like, Don't forget the clan meeting is tonight at 7. I'm kind of blacked out for a second because I'm sure he meant something else, but I got a bad vibe. A company I was working at got bought out by another company. They tried to make us sign agreements that we wouldn't work in the industry for two years after working for our company. So, like, I'm not allowed to have a job in my field for two years if they lay me off. A bunch of us refused to sign it, but nothing happened. Then, people in management started getting moved around, and they put someone in charge of me who was really incompetent. When a big company buys a small company with a lot of name recognition, I can see the writing on the wall.